0: Awesome. Thanks everybody for showing up today and another great episode of Talking Shit with Heather. I am Heather with Discovering Health, aka Live Boss, but why are we talking shit and what is she talking about? So I'm a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner who likes to help fast-paced professionals overcome and conquer their embarrassing digestive issues, conquer their brain fog, right? And get all day energy and get out of pain naturally so that they can get back to living a joy-filled, productive life, right? And the reason we talk shit is because most of us in this alternative health world, health space um, got here because we've got some sort of a shit storm story, right? And that's when we heal is when we bring that that darkness or the taboo out of the out of the dark and into the light right that way other people then can hear our stories when we bring uh, education and awareness and also it might resonate with oh my god i thought i was the only one that felt that way or oh my gosh i thought i was the only one that experienced you know blank, 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 you know, so that's part of the reason why we, I I do this and I love talking shit with other practitioners. Sometimes it is literal talking shit um, because I do have other practitioners on, we'll talk about coffee enemas and parasites and bowel movements. And then other times it's just, let's just hear your genius and, and what brought you to this line of work. And so today we've got D- Dr. Wendy Warner and the talk of her, the title of her talk today is called Trusting Your Intuition. And I'm super, super excited to, to dig in a little deeper and find out what she means around this and, and what you do and how you work with folks. And what's your shit storm story, Dr. Wendy? So <laughs> here's my,
1: here's my like origin story, the way I like to talk about it. I, um, you know, I went to a traditional conventional medical school and did the conventional OBGYN training and was in a conventional OBGYN practice for 14 years and then shifted to my current practice, Medicine and Balance, which is in suburban Philadelphia. Now, the way this all kind of happened, I was, um, I mean, yeah, you, you learn a lot of science and all of that stuff to get into med school. But my my background actually up until that point, I had gone to this. Cute little uh, private girls' school that was all about, you know, literature and writing and having a free mind. And then they get you into med school. <laughs> okay, you're laughing. You know what I'm going to say? It's sort of <laughs> like, okay, this is what we do, and this is what we do, and this is what we do. And it was actively discouraged using your intuition. So I will always remember, I was, I think, a third-year medical student, so I was kind of new, going, working at the hospital, and I'm working with my intern one night, and we, were, we have this new admission, this guy that was really sick, and we we're trying to figure out what all to do to help him out, and we were going through all the labs we needed to order. And this one test sort of popped up in my head, and I mentioned it, and my intern went, Well, why would we do that? And I went, I don't know. It just came to mind. (laughs) And I don't, it just came to mind. So I figured we'd order it. And he goes, no, you know, like tomorrow on rounds, if we order that test and I can't explain why, we will get grilled. I went, okay, you're the boss. So we didn't order it. Four days later, when we still didn't have any idea what to do with this guy and we had no idea what was going on with him. Same guy, I'm on call with him again. And he goes, what was that that came to mind the other day that I told you we can't order? And I told him and he goes, what the heck? At this point, we got nothing to lose. So we ordered it. It happened to be the thing that gave us his diagnosis, even though there was literally like nothing. I mean, looking back, I really honestly have no idea why it came to my mind on a logical standpoint. So I filed that away as cool. like That was intuition and it worked. Uh, but I'm not supposed to do that. So I went back into my be a little good girl and do what you're supposed to do. All right. I had a couple of more episodes as a resident where I just sort of, as an OBGYN, you kind of learn, you get the sixth sense because you can't trust a woman in labor. Um, They, like, some people take way longer than you think. And some people, when you think they're going to take forever, they're ready to deliver immediately. So you kind of start getting the sixth sense being with them. So I kind of learned a little more about, okay, pay attention. It doesn't have to be all science. Now I go into, um, well, everybody in residency is in a bad mood. So when I realized, I didn't really think about the fact that I had this like horrendous PMS because everybody was in a bad mood. I get out into practice though. And um, one day- Early on in practice. Now, granted, my employee did something pretty bad, but I totally laid into her. I mean, I was so inappropriate. And two days later, when I got my period, I apologized. She quit anyway. And I went, Well, okay, I can't really blame you. And my business partner, who, who had known me from residency, pulled me aside and he goes, oh, Wendy, I, I can't really have you doing this every month. <laughs> I went, Yeah, you're right. So I was trained that for the three or four days out of the month that I was a pain in the neck. I was supposed to take Prozac every day. And I went, yeah, that's not happening. (laughs) You know, I I know too much about that drug. I know too much about the side effects. That ain't happening. And I was already, I'm a gardener, you know, plants speak to me. So I was already at a point in my life where I was thinking, okay, well, maybe I'll go learn botanical medicine. This sounds like fun. And so here it is. I've got my own stuff I've got to fix, right? And I said, some woman somewhere found a plant that fixed this. There's no way women have put up with this for eons. So I started doing some research because, you know, we're talking the 90s where there was no, at least it was extremely difficult to find any kind of training for physicians. And it was actually, I had no idea how to access Herbless and there wasn't the internet, not really like, not like it is now. So I had to do a little bit of work, but I found a plant, an herb and started taking it and it worked beautifully. And I stopped yelling at people and crying at the drop of the hat (laughs) and I did like made my life easier. My husband appreciated it. My business partner appreciated it, but I kept it to myself because I was in a conventional practice. I was a new kid in town. I didn't want anybody to think like, who is this witch, right? This Who's this whack job doctor? Who's this woo woo doctor. And so I kind of kept it to myself, but finally, after a couple of years, I just felt so bad for this one woman. She had was describing exactly what I had lived through. Mm-hmm. And so I took a deep breath and I got out my prescription pad and I went, okay, go to this health food store, ask for the boss, ask for this brand of this one herb and, um, take it for three months and call me back. And I'm thinking, oh my God, I've just ruined my career. So she calls me back in three months and she goes, oh, first of all, my husband says, thank you very much (laughs) because it worked great. And I told my girlfriend and she's taken it for a couple of months and her husband says, thank you very much. So I'm thinking, oh, well, like, maybe this is a good thing. Maybe they're not going to run me out of town.
0: What 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 is this herb? Chaseberry.
1: Okay. I, I was born. Vitex. Okay. Bitex is a Latin name. Yeah, it yeah. works great. And, you know, you just take it all month long and you don't yell at people, or at least not so much. <laughs> and so um, I still kind of kept it under my hat. And um, I, at this point was interested in learning more stuff. So I had to go out and kind of find it because it didn't like, it's not like now where you just Google, you know.
0: Natural remedies for beef. Natural remedies for this <laughs> or, you know, training for
1: physicians in whatever. I mean, you, you, you couldn't find that back then. I ended up actually mostly being trained at, at conferences for professional herbalists. Mm. And um, there's this one lovely conference in North Carolina every year that it's up on the mountain And um, the first time I went in the late 1990s, early 2000s, I think I found like in 200 people that I bumped into, I think I found like two other doctors an acupuncturist, and two nurses and everybody else was an herbalist. Things have really changed because about four years ago when I was there again, it was about a third conventional, well, you know, MDs, DOs, nurses, and, you know, about a third and everybody else was an herbalist. So it is changing. It is changing. There's lots more of us getting there. Um, So fast forward now to 2002, when the Women's Health Initiative study came out. Now, that's the one that freaked everybody out about hormones. Um, Because in that particular study, if you were on this particular combination of hormones, it increased your chance for breast cancer. Everybody freaked out. And people were stopping their hormones cold turkey. Oh, Yeah. I'm glad you had that reaction because it wasn't pretty. And so that actually was the only time my business partners at this point, we've now grown to be eight physicians. And um, at that point, my business partners were actually kind of glad that I was doing this because they would say to their patients, listen, I have no idea how to help you through these hot flashes, but go talk to Wendy because she's done some herbal stuff. And, you know, that was, so I was, I had value suddenly for my wacko stuff. (laughs) But that didn't last very long because they overall just got really tired. They were, they're a conventional practice. They didn't understand what I was doing. And so in 2002, I split and started my current practice where um, I'm really lucky, all under one roof in the same office. There, at one point prior to COVID, there were eight different practitioners here, lots of different, um I mean, there was an acupuncturist, a, an energy, couple of energy workers, a massage therapist, um, a stress management guy, a DO who actually does hands-on osteopathic manipulation, um, a shaman. I mean, we had some
0: cool people. That sounds amazing.
1: Yeah, it changed a little bit with COVID because some of them had to move on because, you know, it changed their practice so much and we're down to only like five of us now, but um, it's still great fun.
0: That's incredible. Thank you, man. What a rebel. I love your story. I love your shit. Yeah. You know, a, a lot of folks in the Lyme world, such as myself were used to kind of going down deep into that weird woo-woo world. Cause that was the only thing that could, that would help us. I mean, if we continued to go the conventional route, we'd all be dead or lost our minds. And I mean, it's, it's, it's horrible. And it's, it's sad that you had to, you know, feel like that you had to keep that under, under wraps for so long but I'm just, I'm so glad that you're letting that freak flag fly now because there's just so many people are starting to wake up to the beauty. Oh my God. So I'm going on a, on a plant journey, uh, on Friday with some mushrooms and then, uh, another shamanic friend of mine, I'm going on an ayahuasca journey in like a month and plant medicine. Have you seen that new, um, documentary that's out right now on Netflix from Michael Poland?
1: Oh yeah, that was great.
0: Oh my gosh. How to change your mind. Like I've always been fascinated with herbs and with the, just the beauty that is mother nature. And it's just incredible. So, well, well I was going to say, that's actually one of the cool things about
1: the shaman that I work with. She, we don't, she doesn't do, Well, I mean, she has personally done ayahuasca, but um, myself and about, probably about a 10 of us, did an 18 month long training with her. Now, I would never call myself a shaman. I'm not. I am a Mesa carrier because she's, she does, um, well, she's been influenced by a lot of different kinds of shamans, but her original training was in the, um, from Peru in the Cairo tradition. And she's also worked with Siberian shamans. And what that taught me was even more about my intuition, because it was all about learning to listen in a different way. That because was, god knows was, right. conventional yeah conventional medicine like what is it they say that you get like eight seconds before a doctor cuts you off when you're trying to tell your story oh man they, they've actually time it and in a conventional practice well you know you got 15 minutes with, with this doc ah, right. so they don't want it they, they like cut to the chase they will interrupt you immediately
0: wow yeah, no, I, you're preaching to the choir, you know, Little Miss spend over 20 different doctors and 27 years later before I finally got a diagnosis for Lyme, endometriosis, celiac disease, Hashimoto's, yeah. Mm. Preach to the choir, sister, but that's why I love, I love, I love the rebels. And that's why I do what I do. I was living at a spiritual retreat center for a little while. And they kept talking about bringing your gifts and bringing your gifts. That's The reason why I laughed when you were telling your story is because when you got there, they actually really didn't want you to bring your gifts. They wanted you to kind of, to play in line, right. And be a good little soldier. And it just, it just kills me in women, especially we've got this beautiful innate gift and connection with nature. Right. And, and that it's been squashed and it has been squashed for so long. I mean, back into the days of the early witch trials, you know, we've been trying, they've been trying to squash this, this gift from women. And so I just, I just love to see, like I said, conventionally trained folks with this, this, this beautiful spin of yeah, beautiful. It's just beautiful. So yeah.
1: And, and learning to not just hear a patient's words that they're telling you their story, but also really learning to watch body language and really picking up on their energy and reading between the lines and giving them space, you know, because that's not at all what I was taught to do in school. Um, It's funny because there's actually been research to show that you can take several physicians that are all trained the same way and are basically equally smart and equally competent And if one of them is basically a pain in the neck and doesn't like to listen to people, like they might be great at what they do, but they've like got zero bedside manner. manner. As opposed to somebody over here who actually knows as much, maybe not even quite as much, but they've got a great bedside manner. They know how to be a good listener. Healing happens over here and not over here. I have a colleague uh, who's, amazing david rakel whose entire professional career has been around studying the placebo effect
0: oh wow and the
1: nocebo effect the negative things we do to people in interactions as care providers
0: oh absolutely 100% wow that's incredible so what are the what are the favorite types of people that you like to work with what are some of your like more favorite things that really jazz you up in terms of, well, I mean, you
1: know, as a gynecologist, I do a lot of hormone um, balancing and my, you may not be old enough to have realized this yet, but many times, I mean, I've been in practice 30 years. So your cli- my clientele sort of grows with me, ages with me. <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't see a lot of 20 year olds anymore. I see a whole lot of older women, perimenopausal and on. And one of the things that I'm actually kind of honing in on these days are the women who were like I don't know 60 70 haven't had a period in forever and they're back to having hot flashes again that started around COVID oh fun and it's not because they got infected right I know so laying down Yeah. So this is actually something that happened to me when I was a kid, brand new in practice. I don't know, 32 years old. What do I know about menopause? This 69 year old woman comes in. I'll always remember. And she goes, Hey doc, is it possible to do menopause more than once? And I went, uh, excuse me. (laughs) She goes, I had periods. I had, I had flashes, you know, like 50 when my periods ended, they went away. I never took any hormones because it wasn't that big a deal. She goes, but you know, for six months now, they're back, and I'm flashing every night, and I'm kind of going, okay. I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to look stupid because this is nothing like what I have ever heard of. So, what do good doctors do when they have no idea what to do? We send people for labs so that we have time to look something up,
0: yeah. <laughs> and we gather data.
1: So, I said, I have no idea what's going on, but let's get some data. All right. Turns out she was diabetic. Hmm. As soon as she got her blood sugar under control, her quote, hot flashes went away. Wow. And I went, well, isn't that interesting? Okay, not a GYN problem. But again, I'm still in a, I was early in practice, in a conventional practice. So I just sort of filed that away and didn't really think too much about it. Well, then COVID hit. And at this point, I think I've got, I don't know, several dozen women in their 60s and 70s who have done the exact same thing. They've called me and said, is it possible to do menopause more than once? For every single one of these women, it's their stress hormones and blood sugar. Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: fun, huh? That makes total
1: sense. Because that, that feels like a hot flash. So, <laughs> you know, it's, it's not about putting them on estrogen. It's about fixing those things. And it's funny because when you, one of the things too, in terms of like to get back to the intuition thing, I'm also trying to get my patients to pay more attention to their own intuition, Amen. which a lot of people, I think when they've dealt with healthcare practitioners in the past, that was, if not actively discouraged, at least not encouraged. Right. And I'm telling people, especially like if it's a situation like that, you're 70 years old and you suddenly start having hot flashes again. Well, you need to be able to pinpoint, okay, what in the world has me so upset? So I'm asking them to say, okay, start getting in touch with your body better, pay attention. You know, my, my, my joke is always, if you wake up at three in the morning and you're hot at this point, what did you have for dinner? And what are you worried about? Mm. And so that helps them kind of start paying more attention and using their own intuition about what's happening, and they can cut it off before it gets to bad.
0: Right. Wow. That's incredible. What a gift. Yeah. And so what do you have coming up right now? Are you working on anything? Special launch, writing a book, like what this is your shameless plug time. Okay.
1: Well, it's it's actually kind of funny because the book that I wrote years ago has nothing to do with hormones, and it's kind of a cute story. Um, I, I co-authored a book called Boosting Your Immunity for Dummies. Now, you may actually know the name of my co-author, Kellyanne Petrucci, who is now this big paleo bone broth lady, but back then, she did my share, she's a whole, she's friends with JJ and all that. Nice. Back in the day, when she was uh, working in a you know, local practice, out of the blue, I mean, we kind of knew each other, not great, kinda, she, out of the blue, I get this phone call, uh, would you like to write a book with me? And so she was, we, were, we wrote a book on the immune system. And the joke was, she made me do all the science stuff and she got to write all the recipes. But um, that book had been out of, out of print for a little while because it's like nine years old. But I just recently saw that they've put it back in print. So um, that's out there. Now I am um, in the process of putting together a program for specifically for women who are older who are back to having hot flashes and they have no idea why and they're pissed because all their girlfriends are done with this and they just think they're afraid they're going to do this until they the day they die and they're sick right so that um it that program planning is still in its infancy it will probably not be available until the end of the year
0: gotcha how exciting though and what a freaking amazing, perfect time for this book to go back into print, you know, uh, I, I mean, ugh, dummies need to improve their immunity. I, I, I can't shut it off. I turn around and I see sadly, and this is not fat shaming, but I see these overweight folks with this inflammatory food, right. As they're smoking a cigarette and they're drinking their Mountain Dew but yet they're worried about catching some sort of a virus. And every single time it makes my head just want to explode. It's like, folks, clean up your act and you won't have to be afraid of these boogeymen. Yeah, I caught Thanks. the freaking, I caught the Rona and it actually kicked my ass for two weeks, uh, which mm. pissed me off because of how well I, I do keep myself clean. But I also found out in my genes that there was a couple of whole, you know, problems in my genetics where I actually don't detox it very well. Gotcha. But, I had a DNA person tell me, if you catch COVID, you're going to get your ass kicked. He flat said that. And I was like, okay. And sure enough, I did. But, you know, I came out the other side, had a little bit of long haulers, but, you know, and still continuing to clean some stuff up. But, but yeah, so I, what a beautiful, like I said, this book of boosting your immunity for dummies. So highly recommended. It should be like uh, re- recommended required reading for like all high schoolers, right? Cause that's really it's- what we need to start.
1: Yes. Starting young, uh, of course. Can you imagine? I mean, when I was that age, if some adult told me how to eat right, I don't think I would have paid attention.
0: You know, my stepson did. I when when he was living here and I reversed his, he got off his ADHD meds. He started sleeping at night. He stopped crawling out of his skin. Like he did awesome, but sadly he left here in a huff and is sleeping on a friend's couch and he's not continuing with what he's learned. But oh, but at funny. least at least you know the sleets have been planted with him to where I never knew any better. I grew up with this is a part of a balanced breakfast, right? Which is bullshit. That's diabetes in the making is what that was. You know I mean the the Cheerios and toast and orange juice? Uh-huh with a piece of fruit on the side. Yeah with a piece of fruit on the side. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Great the, breakfast. The, the diabetes in the making is what that was. Um, So yeah, I, I just, I just, I don't know. I'm a, a big proponent. You can't start them early enough to start educating <laughs> on the ways yeah. of this world, and because everybody's just so sick. Yeah. Well, I do. I now my
1: practice is a little unusual because people who want to be healthy come see me, right? I mean, I'm not seeing people that smoke, and you know, generally, or go to McDonald's or any of that kind of stuff. So I do have a bunch. I do have teenagers in my practice that because they've grown up in a healthy in a family where everybody eats well. They do kind of take it seriously and I've got a couple of kids who have come back from college just shaking their heads going, "Oh my god, the eating plan there is so bad." You know, and I've had patients like that have to like get into an apartment earlier than they expected just so that they could cook for themselves because they couldn't eat the Pizza and hamburgers and fried chicken every night that was in their dining
0: hall. Yeah. Oh man. Well we get to figure it out. But anywho, thank you so much for being on with me today and sharing your gift and your intuition. I love it. I love it. Um, so how can they find you? How can folks find you?
1: So my social is at Wendy Warner MD. My website is www.medicineinbalance.com. Those are the easiest ways to find
0: And also Google or probably on Amazon, right? Boosting Your Immunity for Dummies. Boosting
1: Your Immunity on Dummies is on Amazon. Check it out. Absolutely.
0: Sweet. Well, thank you again for joining me and uh, continue to keep talking shit. Absolutely. Stay healthy. Thanks. Bye.